Good afternoon, my fellow Michiganders. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Hey, sorry for the vacation, Garrett. Today, I'm out in Utah with friends and family. We're enjoying some family time skiing down the slope, so I got a little wind burnt. Um, but I wanted to give you guys some information today because there's a hot story going around with Project Veritas on what's going on out in a school, and I think it's called Roseville Joint Union Schools out in California, and kind of low down because I'm going to play the Project Veritas video for all of you to see, um, but this board meeting came right after this video was released, and it's very controversial involving Loomis Pastor Casey Tinnon, I think that's how you say his name. He runs an LGBTQIA plus youth group called The Landing Spot. And he was utilizing this youth group on school property, and they were keeping this away from the parents. So, again, another example of these organizations trying to groom our kids. And so the parents were obviously very upset. So before we get to a couple parents, I want to show you the actual Project Veritas video. So here we go. Oh, we're like this close to having parents leaking. In my mind, how communities thrive is through intergenerational relationships. So I and the older queer folks are mentoring these young girls. Have you talked to your kids about the order? How do you, have you considered blockers? How, how critical is it, do you think, critical. to get them when they're young? Critical. We used to meet at the church because it was free, and kids would say they're going to youth group. We moved to the library because kids said they were meeting their friends at the library. So it's not lying, but it's not fully the truth. When they know that their queer kid is coming to me for support, they're going to be upset. It's when you are purposely misgendering them, when you are purposely not using their name. How do you handle that? I call CPS. But that's your standard protocol. If we want these kids to thrive and survive, we must get to their parents' place. Meet Reverend Casey Tennant of Loomis Basin Congregational Church in Loomis, California. Casey is also the founder of The Landing Spot, a nonprofit community center meant to create, quote, a safe, supportive, and empowering space for LGBTQIA youth and their families. A Project Veritas undercover journalist met with Tenen, who went on to describe his nonprofit's involvement within local schools and how he creates curriculum that will, quote, freak out parents. So I have created like curriculum because I'm waiting. I know we're like this close to having parents freaking Why? And so, why? Like in a good way or bad way? No. When they know that their queer kid is coming to me for support, they're going to be upset. Why? Because, uh, because a lot of, uh, for example, at um, Granite Bay High School, I went to their GSA and there were 50 kids in that GSA, five zero. Half of them are Mormon. Those parents don't want me talking, encouraging this lifestyle, right? Like, that's the thing. Right. Like, you are, um, there's pastors in this community that say that I'm brainwashing their kids, I'm grooming them. Um, awful, awful sh So Now, those, those, those kids, um, what sort of step, I mean, do you have to take steps to make sure they don't find out? I have, I, so um, what happens is they are referred to uh, the landing spot meeting by the wellness center. 
the wellness center is not required to tell the parents, at least from what I understand, anything, because it is therapy. Most of the high schools now have wellness centers, which is something none of us have, which right. is like legit counseling at school. Like, it's not like going to your, your, your counselor. It's, they are therapists, and they have like an entire room set up with like couches and fidget toys and cool, like, you know, things on the TV, chill music. And there's always therapists. There's like three or four therapists that share a space, and um, and they can refer kids to peer support groups. You said you guys are in ten high schools. Now Wait, which high schools are these? Uh, Roseville, Granite Bay, Oakmont, Wood Creek, Del Oro, uh, Lincoln. Uh, Adelante, which is a continuation school. Um, West Park, which is the new high school out there, which is gorgeous. Um, and then the continuation school in Lincoln, sort of. And then there's one other one. We looked into the landing spot. And for having programs integrated into so many schools, their website lacks any information about their mission, vision, and activities instead taken up by blank website template text blocks. So when the landing spots are in the school, it's just, is it like a room that anybody can go to? No, it's a, it's a wellness center, okay. and they walk it. Because they don't want kids just coming through and outing other kids. But. And this is during school hours? Our undercover journalist visited Roseville High School's wellness center to corroborate Casey's claims. So we have a landing spot group. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, some things with our district right now have caused them coming on campus. Okay. But we plan to continue having that space. You don't have to tell the parents, right? No. If they're... Okay. No. They're, that's a protection thing in California. We have some parents that are really upset about that. We used to meet at the church because it was free. And kids would say they're going to youth group. Right? We went. We moved to the library because kids said they were meeting their friends at the library. So it's not lying, but it's not fully the truth, right? But it keeps them safe. That's all I care about. In my mind, how communities thrive is through intergenerational relationships. So I and the older queer folks are mentoring these young adults. So like tiers of mentorship. So if if the college age kids, which they are, are running my monthly meetings now, like excellent. I literally have not been to one in two months. Wow. Because they are killing it. I mean, we have adults. So you know, these are the landing spot meetings. Yeah. Okay. Then if we get the high schools offering play dates where they're just holding a space for kids under 12 or under 13 and sort of like just creating fun stuff for them to do while parents can process that would be the easiest low-hanging fruit nice. right right yeah and how how critical is it do you think critical to get them when they're young critical uh, because puberty is where where we will see these kids really spin up. Because all of that dysphoria begins to show up. And so if we can start helping parents talk about, have you talked to your kids about puberty? How do you, have you considered blockers? You know, all of these things. Right. Um, it, it is beneficial for them in the long run. One of the most alarming claims that Tinan tells our journalists is that if he would hear of a parent, quote, misgendering their child or calling them by their birth name, 
Tenen would take it upon himself to call child protective services on that parent. The language matters, right? Like, we're, we're working together. Uh-huh. We're like, working we're not going to get this right. Yeah. Kids get that. Right. It's when you are purposely misgendering them, when you are purposely not using their name, when you're telling them things like, you will not eat at my dinner table unless you go by the name that we gave you and the pronouns you were born with. Like, have you seen situations yeah. like that? How do you handle that? I call CPS and they say, in Placer County, County, they say, this is a cultural thing because they are Christian, right? So. How do you handle that? Outrage. Have you, have you ever had, have you ever had anyone at CPS uh, actually take a report for that? I've had people take reports. But I have not yet seen them follow through. But that's your standard protocol. In the next five years, if I could get my 501c3, if we could help uh, elevate access to jobs and housing, have a drop-in center, and get uh, these kids emergency housing when needed that is under the age of 18, then I would say, don't. Wow, so don't mind Anna Marie back there. <laughs> That's okay. You just say hi to hundreds of thousands of people. That's all. Um, but again, just to go back to that video, that's why I'm on vacation right now. I wanted to report this to all of you because there's so many people out there that are saying that this stuff isn't happening. Oh, they're not grooming your kids. This stuff is ha- not happening in public schools. And that's why I will continue to expose all this to allow all of you to understand and share these things, to let the parents know, like, yes, this could possibly be happening to your schools. And that's why it's so important that the grassroots army gets involved in that grassroots army is all of you. So that went viral the other day. And then there was a school board that happened with the school. And so what you're going to see are three examples. One is the investigative reporter for Project Veritas that has more questions to the school. I'm going to play that one next. And then the next one is a parent um, and then a community member that they had to end the meeting because it got pretty hairy there. So let's go into the uh, Project Veritas, uh, the investigative reporter. So here we go. Hi. Okay. I'm Christian Hartsock. I'm the chief investigative reporter for Project Veritas. Uh, we have some outstanding questions, uh, which we invite you guys. I'm going to be around for the evening, so I invite you guys to come talk with us if, if uh, you're w- willing to address these questions. Uh, number one, how did the school board allow the landing spot to come on campus, operate behind locked doors without signing an MOU, MOU Memorandum of Understanding? It's our understanding that other groups and services had to sign those. Uh, so how was it that the landing spot was not held to the same rules as others using school property? How long has this permission been granted without parents knowing about it? Was the school board aware that Casey Martinez Tinnen was calling the Child Protective Services on parents? The pastor said he was, number five, the pastor said he was distressed by Mormon parents in particular. Uh, Have you had Mormon parents of students bring this to your attention since PB's reporting? Uh, And what is the current status of landing spot having permission uh, in the future uh, consideration of the status of the landing spot having permission on campus to uh, and access to students. Thank you. Thank you. Our next- so there he is. And I've been waiting and anxious to see if the school board has answered any of those questions. How did this organization even get on campus, especially with the investigative 
um, reporter asking about, you know, did they have to file the paperwork like other organizations? Or are they just trying to keep it underneath, you know, the rug or sweep it underneath the rug or behind closed doors? So that's a very fair and honest question. So let's talk about this next one with this mother, um, obviously, who saw the video and she's extremely upset. So she uh, again hits the school board with some very important statements and questions. Evening. I've been compelled to stand up and be a voice that says enough is enough. I urge the board to continually put the safety and well-being of our children and their families as a priority and to put a stop to this nonsense. This community deserves complete honesty and transparency from all school staff and board members. I am a mother of four children and have lived in this area for approximately 22 years. Never in my life would I have believed that the public school system would be in the state that it's currently in. The recent Project Veritas video provided the community with several revelations, none of which are positive. We learned that the local wellness centers on school grounds have been referring children to outside organizations without parental knowledge or consent. What other referrals are these wellness centers making? Why aren't parents being notified? Are they referring kids to other churches or is it just ones with specific ideologies? Have the proper steps been taken to fully vet these other organizations? In regards to the types of books that are being reviewed for the use of school libraries and classrooms, please be reminded that in the state of California, the age of consent is 18. It is unlawful to engage in any sexual conduct with a minor. So why do we even have to discuss whether or not it's appropriate to provide kids with books that contain explicit sexual content? The sexualization of children needs to stop immediately, period. Thank you for all you <clears throat> thank you for your time and I appreciate all you do for our children. Again, fair questions that the board has to answer to all these community members. So we're going to finish up with this last one. Again, I want to point out because a lot of leftists get on these platforms and they're saying, you know, how we're against the LGBTQ community and all this other hot garbage. And it's not. This is the greatest country in the history of our species. Nobody cares. What we care about is this stuff happening in our schools without parental consent. If a child decides that he wants to call himself a different name or switch genders, you should not keep the parents in the dark. The parents need to be involved in the situation. These schools need to get back to the basics. Teach math, science, reading, history. We said that time and time again. Keep your progressive narrative out of these schools because you're discriminating against the kids who do not believe in these types of things. And it seems like the LGBTQ, especially on the left side, it's, it's very cultish now. It's almost like their own religion. And we keep our religions out of the school. So I think it only is common sense. I think we all can agree that they can keep the religion out. So I'm going to end with this. This guy pretty much uh, calls it out and he makes the crowd excited. We'll say that. And then uh, we'll end it right there. Here we go. I couldn't be more proud as a citizen and a constituent in this area. You board actually stood up for the kids and the families. I want to thank you. The LGBT cult is taking over everything in this state. You understand? It's good to see someone with a backbone. I knew there was something good about Roseville and Placer County that Sacramento is lacking. It's disgusting to see these pedophile groomers that have infiltrated our schools. I'm glad to see that there's people with a backbone because you know what? They need to be exposed. And I don't really care that the leftists are, ooh, it bothers me. I need a safe place. Well, you know what happens in safe places? School shootings. You know what? When there's guns around, people don't get shot. We got safe zones where pedos are taking advantage of kids. Now, what do you think is going to happen behind these closed doors? Video evidence shows groomers and pedophiles are everywhere, folks. Hold, hold on, sir. Thank you. Er everyone, please. I need to get about three more seconds, Please, bro. Please stop yeah. your shout-outs. Stop. 
please, ma'am. You're you're gonna have to leave the meeting. Okay. Bye. Anybody else who's doing calls out is gonna be asked to leave as well. You have three seconds left, sir. Three seconds on top of the thirty-seven, sir. Yeah, three Thank added you. on. I'm Thank at. you, sir. So again, I just want to reiterate, I appreciate you taking the time to let Casey Teenan know he's not safe on campus. He doesn't belong on campus. He should be banned from every campus. And I'm the guy that went to his house, and I recommend that everybody joins me because I'll be there tonight again. And I'll be there until about 9.59 because stop. that is what we do. You understand? Please stop. Stop. Hold on. Yeah. You guys, everyone, please. Trigger Everyone much? needs to Trigger stop, much? please. Sit, no, sit, you don't Freedom get to do point of order. Sit down. Okay. It, it, you need to it's sit down. It's a sign language letter F, man. Please. Everybody stop. Ma'am, ma'am, you need to leave this meeting. We are, we are going to adjourn this meeting at this time. There you have it. That was the end of the meeting. So again, we'll look forward to see what happens at the next school board meeting and the statements, but don't quit standing up and being involved in your local communities. That's how we get through this thing. Um, I'll continue to do my part as leader of this grassroots army to continue to expose all this stuff to get you guys the awareness of what's going on. And that's how we inspire change in not only our community, but our state, but most importantly, our country. Keep standing up because you matter. God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan, of course, and always God bless these United States. Until next time, bye-bye.